Austin Eckler. Austin, has everything going for you? Zach, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks so much for taking the time. So how's your how's the offseason going for you so far? It's been busy, man. It's been really busy. Got a lot of stuff going on, really trying to, you know, just focus on implementing myself in the community, obviously stay in shape, get ready for this season, and uh, continue to build. And speaking of implementing yourself in the community, can you talk about, I know you uh, did some cool stuff over in Santa Barbara and kind of help uh, build a fitness center? Right. Yeah. I built a gym for Santa Barbara High School. Um, they have 2,200 students. And I think they like they had one gym that was working and one that was like not really working. And so they definitely had a need for that. And really, I did that through the Austin Eckler Foundation. Um, and the reason I started the foundation was really to help people like myself growing up, uh, which is like a little backstory. So like for me, I grew up in a really small town. Um, I had had some had resources for sure. Uh, and those resources allowed me to, you know, pick and choose what I wanted to be involved in, whether it was sports uh, or my academics, which were two things I took seriously. And just the fact that I had gyms, the fact that I had, you know, rec centers, things like that, uh, all the tools to help me be successful in my education really, you know, allowed me to really just isolate down what I want to do, where I see myself in the future. And so through my Austin Eckler Foundation, I'm really trying to help kids like that. Places, places, but maybe in places where they don't have as many resources, right? So they don't have as many opportunities to really explore what they really like and what they don't like. Um, and so it's, it's going to be a nationwide uh, foundation trying to do as much as we can and to implement communities uh, just to help people, not just the youth, uh, people in general about, you know, mental health, physical health, uh, their social life, and then their motivations is really trying to, you know, just trying to get people so they understand or maybe don't understand and then they can educate themselves, then they can understand what they want to do in their life and then at least progress towards some type of fulfillment. And I also saw on your website, all the, all the merchandise and apparel, all that goes to the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you go to, I think it's Austin Eckler forward slash shop, uh, austineckler.com is where you can find uh, the page to find uh, the, all of the apparel that goes, everything goes to the foundation. So you're helping all the projects that we're going to be doing across the nation. Yeah. And I also want to ask you about, so on the first night of the draft, it's not just Greeny who's going to be hosting it. You've got a little event going on, the Triple G, uh, the GGG draft day streaming event. You talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so actually we'll back up a little bit and talk about just streaming in general. Um, so I've been streaming on Twitch, uh, which is known as like a gamer platform, but I don't really do gaming um, on there. You know, I, I have a company called Gridiron Gaming Group. But the reason I started the company is because I started connecting with my community on Twitch during season. And I just saw all the benefits of just being able to interact with people. And it kind of gives the community a deeper connection to you. And so I started the Gridiron Gaming Group and wanted to help other people also do that um, by giving them resources to make their stream the best that it can possibly be and also host these bigger events, like you mentioned, uh, during the draft. So, you know, there, there's the traditional way to watch the draft, which is like the more technical side where you're seeing like the numbers and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, let's let's do a little play off of this. And so we're going to be watching the draft, not directly the draft because we don't have the rights, but um, it'll be somewhat of a layout where you can follow and you, you can see the picks and stuff on our page. Um, but it'll be a big social event. So we'll have someone from that team or an influencer who's a really big fan of that team, you know, kind of talking during the 10 minutes of uh, talking with me and my other host, Jordan Schultz, um, talking just about life, talking about their foundation, talk about what they have going on, talking about the team, their off season. Um, and it's just really a, a place for them to plug. And we can just talk uh, a different, different angle about, you know, the team that's up and drafting. And then we'll just continue to go down. There'll be some giveaways that people can win for watching and stuff. 
So big social event. That's awesome. And speaking of gaming, um, so I was watching the, spe- the uh, little special you did for GQ a couple months ago. And one thing I picked up from it is, so you traded in your your, your controller for a keyboard. When, when, when that right, happened? Right. So I made the transition. Yeah. Um, probably three years ago from, because I used to just play be on Xbox and then I yeah. It's like, no, let's get some PCs going here because I had some teammates that were on PC, so they inspired me. And uh, it was a grind for sure. Uh, trying to make that transition is very hard. <laughs> but uh, now I got it down. I got all my fingers. I got the muscle memory, stuff like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are there any other guys in the league that are big, big gamers such as yourself or not really anybody as big as you? Um, no, there's there's definitely big gamers, bigger, bigger gamers than me. Like I play League of Legends, which there's not a lot of NFL guys that do play that. And I don't think there's any NFL guys that stream it. But I know as far as streamers, too. Um, you know, Mike Williams, I have a couple of my teammates, Avante Maddox, uh, Mike Williams, well, Avante's not my teammate, he plays for the Eagles, and then Boston <laughs> Scott plays for the Eagles as well, but Justin Jones, um, Mike Williams are some of my gridiron gaming group guys um, that are also in the, in the league, but we have, we have like Connor Daly, who's an IndyCar driver, um, we have Alicia Gray, who's a WNBA player, um, and then Tommy Canely, who's a pitcher for the Dodgers, so we got, we got a lot of different uh, athletes um, in a lot of different spaces. But uh, yeah, gaming is just a part of just athletics and just just everyone, not just athletics, just like I feel like in every aspect, you can find some sort of gaming in people's lives. Are you a Madden guy or strictly League of Legends? I can't stand Madden. My, my life is Madden, right? Like I live real Madden, you know, so I don't want to go home and then continue to play football, even when I just got done playing football for 12 hours. Yeah. You know, I need a little break. I need a break. Was it surreal when the first time you checked on Madden and you saw your picture on, on the roster? It was pretty cool. Definitely was really cool. Um, still is really cool. I don't take it for granted. I'm in a video game. That's awesome. I love that. You know, people get excited about it. And I love that people are getting excited about it. Like I could, it could be the alternative and I could not be in it. Right. And so, yeah, I embrace it. Like, like the fantasy football stuff like that. Like I embrace all of that support because that's part of the community, right. That's around my name as far as me playing as an NFL player. And so I'm trying to capture as much of that community and show them that they should like me for other reasons. I have a question. How many mentions regarding fantasy football do you get on a week in a regular season? A lot. <laughs> a lot. More than I do for like Charger people say, hey, you know, I'm excited for the Charger. Yeah. Because that's, I love it. I love it too. Because guess what? Like as an NFL player, we have all this gear on, right? And so it's like, it's a, it's a new way for people to, well, it's not new. It's just a different way for people to engage and see our face and be like rooting for us, even though they might not be a fan of the Chargers. You know, they don't have to be, you don't have to. If they have their own fantasy team, they want, they want to win. They're going to have Austin on their team, you know? And so they're going to see me on their team. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you your thoughts on the Chargers offseason so far. So you got new coach, Brandon Staley. Kind of want to get your take on um, his, what do you think he can bring to the team and kind of like your expectations for next season? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to bring just a new way of, of going about the season, right? I've kind of been in the situation with uh, Anthony Lynn and his coaching staff, and I've known his way, and that's basically the only, the only way I've known in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to uh, just seeing a new opportunity with a new coach, see what the heck we can get done, see if we can build some chemistry um, with this kind of just, you know, untraditional uh, offseason that we've been having with COVID and everything. Uh, it's definitely going to challenge us, but, you know, we're up for the challenge. That's what we get paid to do. We get paid to adapt and, you know, still perform at a high level. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And no, there's no telling what's going to happen. You know, I can't tell you we're going to be great. I would like to tell you we're going to be great, but we might suck. I don't know. That's the work that we have to go put in and we got to go find out, right? So that's why we do all this work. That's why we go through all these meetings. And uh, I'm just excited for the new opportunity around the new coach who who really, you know, just enjoys and likes to be around players and loves the relationship. So uh, looking forward to growing that with him. 
How are you doing? Are you ready for training camp? Are you healthy or good to go? I wouldn't say training camp. Let's not jump that far ahead. That's still, <laughs> that's still a few months out, but uh, definitely healthy, definitely very strong right now. Um, and then I'll be slowly transitioning to uh, football shape as training cool. camp gets closer. Cool. I want to ask you, so obviously your teammate, uh, Justin Herbert, had a remarkable rookie season. What was like watching just him kind of break out and just seeing all his Yeah, his yeah it was great. It was great seeing his progression, man. I think it kind of just shows, you know, the character of, of him as a person. Uh, he just, he's just a guy that really wants to come to the team. He wants to work out. He wants to hang out with the guys. And I love that. He's not about himself. Um, you know, he, he definitely he puts a lot of pressure on himself, which is what, you know, I love to see out of just any competitor. Um, because I think you're going to push yourself harder than any coach or any, you know, family member, friend can. And so I'd love to see that out of him. Definitely a competitor, definitely wants to win. And, uh, you know, it was cool to see his development from, you know, the beginning when I was playing, then I got hurt and came back and I saw just the progression that, that he made while that time that I was out, which was like seven weeks, uh, eight weeks. And so, uh, look forward to being his backfield buddy, protecting him and, uh, catch some checkdowns this year. Yeah. So I want to ask a couple questions about your career a little bit. Um, what kind of offers do you have coming out of high school? Um, man, for me coming out of high school, bro, I, I felt like I got shorted, like just to the ultimate disrespect, uh, just because my junior year, I had a good season. My senior year, I had 2,300 rushing yards, like 43 touchdowns. So I was scoring like four or five, like touchdowns every single game. And I did not have one division one school come talk to me. Um, I, I, I didn't get it, but Hey, I had to deal with it. I had to move on and press forward. Right. You can't, you can't sit there, sit around and cry because, uh, hey, life still goes on, whether you're happy or not. Um, so ended up, you know, just lowering my 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 expectations. I looked at the offers that I was getting as far, or not even the offer, just the attention. It was from mainly from D2 people. And then the only offer I got was from Western State. And everyone else was, they probably would have offered me, but they wanted me to play different positions. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So you just waste your time. Um, so Western State finally came and was like, hey, we want you to play running back. And then we developed the, the relationship there and finally got an offer. What, what position they want you to play? Uh, so, yeah, some teams wanted me to come on as an athlete and just kind of see where I fit in. Like maybe you're a corner running back receiver. We'll see. Some teams want me to play corner. Um, a couple teams, actually. And then uh, there was a D1 double A that wanted me to as a, like a preferred walk on as a corner. I'm just like, I, I'm not, I'm not playing corner, you guys. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to play corner. And so I went to Western State and started all four years and dominated the RMAC. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Who was the first person outside of you telling yourself that said you can play in the NFL? Probably my head coach, my head coach, because he was uh, Danny Woodhead. Um, he used to play for the Chargers, but he was yeah. his, his um, special teams coordinator when he was at Shadron because we played in the same, in the same uh, division. And he's like, you know, you really remind me of Danny. And I think you'll have a, a shot at least getting into like a training camp. So, yeah. And then so that, well, that draft process, you get invited to the combine, anything? Or you just kind of didn't make a name? No, no way I'm getting invited to the combine. No. Uh, I mean, I dominated for sure the division two, but um, just as far as like the exposure that I was getting from my town and just the, the, the talent level, as scouts like to say, uh, they, they didn't see it as anything that was like really comparable to anything else. So I was really a roll of the dice for anyone to take a chance on. Um, so I didn't get invited to any of that. I kind of had my, I couldn't even get my pro day at my own school because it's so high in the mountains or the elevation where there's snow, like almost year round. Right. So uh, I had to go to CU Boulder to do my pro day. And I did my pro day after like, I was like the add on after um, the CU pro day. That's awesome. Did you, did you reach out to Danny beforehand to say, Hey, do you think I, what do you, what do you think about my fit with the chart? No, I didn't reach out to Danny at all. You know, 
he had, he'd been playing in the league, but, uh, you know, all I needed, that's, I mean, all I needed to hear was, you know, coach day. And then also my senior year was, was, uh, there was scouts there, like basically every one of my practices. And I'd never seen a scout up there before in my three years leading up to my senior year. So I was like, wow, this is actually legit. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for guys this, this end of this month that are going to go undrafted to kind of make a name for themselves and not kind of like, just kind of keep, keep yeah, grinding? absolutely. Absolutely. I would say do what I did. And I, you know, I actually dropped out of my last uh, year of college just to focus on, just to focus on football. I literally, I dropped it. Um, and it's like, you know what, I can come back and finish school later, but this opportunity is the most important to me at this moment. Um, and that was just, that was just the way I saw it. It's definitely different for everybody. But for me, I was like, this opportunity is an opportunity for me to set my life up in ways that I can't even imagine. And I'm going to make sure I do everything in my power not to be distracted with school, any, anything else besides training for the opportunity and training to make this team. And I would say, go all in and look, we're young, especially going to the NFL. We're young. You got plenty of times to catch up on what you might've missed in school. I'm not saying drop out. I'm not saying drop out. I'm just, I'm saying that's just, I, that's what I committed to. I committed to it all the way. Um, but I'm saying you can always go sit behind a desk, you know, you can always go do that, but you know, you can't always play in the NFL. So you have this limited window and just make sure you take advantage of every opportunity that you can, because you won't regret it if you get here and make a name for yourself. And I want, I want to ask you, I saw you had a, a wild job either in high school or college. You were like a tour guide, like, like on the river. The raft guide. Raft guide. What's that like? What's so the- yeah, yeah, yeah. My first job ever, man. I, it was crazy because the day, the day I graduated high school, I packed my truck up and I was getting out of my town. I was like, I'm out of here. I got to go. I got to go do bigger, better things. And I, I say that and I go into Western, which is also another small town. But anyway, in my mind, I was like, I'm out. You know? And so I actually had a job set up because I, I was going to need some type of income for the summer. Um, because I wasn't on scholarship yet before before uh, school started. And so, yeah, the two days after I graduated, went up there, I had a, this training for whitewater rafting up in the Taylor River uh, with Three Rivers Resort and did that for one summer. And uh, it was like my little summer job, just learning about the, the valley, learning about my school, and then hanging out with people from uh, Texas and Oklahoma that were coming down to, to raft. That's wild. What's your wildest uh, rafting story? From the, like, maybe the- my wildest rafting yeah. story? Um Probably when I dumped this guy, I think he was like 65. It was terrifying. Like this older gentleman, like I hit this rock and he just plummets in the water, like going through these rapids. And I'm trying to get my boat and there's like the rapids, it's not just like straight down, like straight down river. It's like left, right. So he's like going down the river and I'm like, I can't catch up to him because he's going faster than my boat can go. And finally he catches up with the boat in front of me, which is probably like 40 yards down the river. I'm just like, oh my God. And I like is this guy okay? I can see him. So I know he's like above water, but everyone's freaking out. Cause it's like their grandfather, right. In the water. And we finally, he finally gets stopped by the boat in front of us. Finally get him back in our boat. He, we, we had the same hat too. And he lost his hat. So I was even bummed about that, but that was the, probably the most terrifying place and time that I had rafting. I was like, Oh my God, like, this, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> Was he there? Was he back next week? He's like, that's the most fun I've had since. Now. No, he, he, they, no, he's like, can I get out? I was like, no, you can't get out. Cause you have to walk if you do. And so we put it, we just put him in, let him dry off. And uh, you know, it was, at least it was a sunny day that day dried off. And uh, yeah. Hey, he was, he was a little sore, but Hey, it's, it, it'll be a story. He can tell his grandkids. Now. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you, you that guy who won your fantasy match? Yeah, you almost killed me. Um, yeah. that, oh, that, that's unbelievable. So, so, so I want to ask you, uh, catching on with the chargers, obviously you have an established starter in Melvin Gordon and you're just trying to kind of make a name for yourself. What was that like? Just kind of grinding out to kind of get your shot. 
Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I, in my mentality, I was always a starter. I was always a starter, whether I was number two on the depth chart or three on the depth chart, it didn't matter to me because I had, I had a role in the team. And early on, it was special teams, right? That's how I made my team. Okay, I start in my special teams role. I start in my, my backup role. And that was my mentality going in. I was not a backup. Like, I'm coming in, I'm coming in, and I'm going to go make plays on the field. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, continue to just build off of that. As I continue to make plays, I continue to get more and more opportunities. And I just continue to grow and grow until I find myself right now. Now I'm the starter. Now I'm trying to help these younger guys. I'm trying to pull them. Come on. Come on, guys. Make plays. Let's go. Um, and so that's my mentality. Whether even, even if I was put back to number two for whatever reason, I'd still have started in my head, right? And I think that's the mentality we all have to have. If you're really bought in, passionate about something, you go all in on it. Yeah. And that 19 season, you almost had 100 catches. What was that season like? Hey, man, it was just, I just kept getting opportunities, right? Philip, you know, his play style, you know, was that just, you know, if I don't have anything down the field, I'm checking it down or throwing the short pass. And so it, that really fed into, you know, just me just being available for him and me getting the ball in space and making plays with it. And I continued to grow on that throughout the season. I got more and more balls and I just started snowballing it. And then, you know, I ended up almost getting a thousand yards. I was still salty. Uh, I was seven yards short, but hey, it is what it is. He's like looking at for a stat correction at the end of the year. Like, oh man, man. I, in the last game, we knew we were making the playoffs and Phillip is trying to give me the ball we're playing the chiefs. He's trying. Cause he knows he's trying to give me the ball, but the, the chiefs took one of their D linemen out and put a linebacker in, and they were double teaming me and they would not let me catch a ball on him. So I cannot get my seven yards, but Hey, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. How, how many of his kids names, how many of his kids can you name? zero i have not hung out with his family because here's the thing they were in san diego right okay. so if i was in san diego i probably would have met him but we were we moved to la and they stayed in san diego so they weren't around um i saw him one time and that was like when i was a rookie before i even made the team and i thought he was doing like a meet and greet with people because i didn't know that was his family and he had like six kids running around with him I'm like oh he's like doing like some like tour or something and he's like hey like, what's up Eck? i was like hey what's phil doing i asked someone else like oh that's his family i was like no like what? Like wait, yeah. what? Yeah, he's like, oh, he has like eight kids at that time. Now he's got like ten. But I was like, wow, okay, big family man. Do they have like a bus? What do they do? How do they yeah, do? they have like a like a sprinter, like one of those big like Mercedes <laughs> like sprinters that has like three rows of seats. You know? That's a, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's why. Of course, um, when when you get the monster contract, as a guy who's coming into the league undrafted, what, what was that? What was that like for you? That just kind of had that moment, like right, I made it. I just I felt like it was like part of the progression, right? Like I felt like I was really going along this path and I was like, okay, well, my, my contract's up. I've been playing well, you know, with the charges, you know, I've done well in the community. Like, like I, I'm making a name for myself. I'm making plays. I'm being consistent, right? Like what else do you want in a player? And like, I came down just to a situation with Melvin. He was up and I was up. I was like, who do you want? Like, and they ended up not coming to an agreement with Melvin. So they looked at me and they're like, hey, can we get something done? And then we finally uh, got something done a little bit more long-term and yeah it was just like the next step in my path i feel like it was just you know what was to come that's awesome i just got one last question for you because i know you got to get out of here yeah um are there any guys we should be keeping our keeping our eyes on at the draft this year that maybe might go undrafted that we should we should remember Ooh, that, i wish i could tell if i could tell you that i'll be a scout too you know do two <laughs> times you know because here's the thing like with me even with me like something you can't you can't measure you can't measure someone's determination you can't measure the mentality you can't measure their heart right like I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just for me, like they didn't know that they were getting a guy that was going to be all in dropping out of school, making sure I'm doing everything to not mess up my opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to do everything to train and get like, they, you, how you can't measure that. All they can measure is what I can see on film. And that tells you nothing about me as a person. 
right? And so even if you sat down with me as a person, you might be able to get a little just of me, but you don't know who I am. You don't know how I work. And so that's the thing that really goes on under the scene, right? Is people's determination mindset to get out of the situation they are and better themselves. And so I feel like that is more of a, is more of a skill than actually just like putting up good film Um, because that's going to, that's going to transition with you throughout your entire life. Right. It's going to be, it's not just football. It's more than football when it comes to that point. Yeah. um, One last question. One last question for you. What's like being on hard knocks? If I remember correctly, you weren't really in it much. I mean, Hard Knocks was, it was different because we had COVID, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so we were, they were like social distance from us. They were like, you know, trying to just be as discreet as they could, which they did a really good job. I actually didn't yeah. notice them because there was no media this year. So they were the only ones with cameras around, um, which usually there's a lot more. Um, so it was, it was kind of just relaxing, chill, just a little Hard Knocks, you know, go through another training camp, um, try to do the best we could that season. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, do appreciate yeah. you taking the time to chat. Yeah. Um, your event is the first night of the draft. It's the 29th. I think I saw right. it at 5 o'clock Eastern time on Twitch. Yeah, whenever the draft starts on March or April 29th, uh, we'll be up live as well on Twitch at Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler on Twitch. Catch us there. Come win some giveaways. Come hang out. Cool, cool, cool. And then the Austin Eckler Foundation, I'll link everything to you so people can go find out, get, get some of the merch, check it out, and see some of the great, the great work you guys <laughs>